Welcome back, everybody, to Two Asians, One Board. Welcome back. I'm one of your hosts, Darren. Yeah, my name is Rio. And we are back for our sixth episode. Sixth episode. Which is exciting. It's exciting. Now, to be honest, Rio, did yeah. you ever think we were going to get to six episodes? I know that's not a lot of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I, I didn't know it would, we would get to the sixth episode this soon. Okay. I thought it was going to take a little longer until we got to the sixth episode. Okay. I thought okay. it was going to be a pacing of like almost... I, I sp- we spoke about the pacing like to, to record every week, but I thought it would become end up becoming like once every other week, once every other other week, and then... Uh, yeah, uh, but, but we've been pretty consistent. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, we've left ourselves the flexibility yeah. of... Missing a week like we missed yeah, last we time. Yeah, we missed last time. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's cool. Um, and thank you to everybody who's listening and following. I mean, we have 92 downloads so far. Thanks and for listening. That's yeah. way more <laughs> downloads than I ever thought we would get. Yeah. So, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, if you want to reach us, you can find us on Instagram at two Asians one board mm-hmm. and you can email us at two Asians one board at gmail.com. Yep. Feel free to follow and sub and review and leave questions and comments and whatever you like. Yeah, uh, we really want to hear from you. Yeah, yeah. So tonight's episode is um, about the enemies of gaming and we'll talk about that mm-hmm. before we hit the break, but yep. it's going to be an interesting discussion. And so I don't want to spend too much time on what we've been up to, but we've been up to a lot because it's been two weeks. Yeah, yeah, we have been. I, I well, I would, I, I feel like you've been up to way more than I have to, to, <laughs> regarding the board game world, but uh, I've been up to some games as well. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I'm, I'm starting a new segment now called what i bought and what i sold (laughs) (laughs) darren's board games (laughs) so maybe it's not so important what i bought because that will become obvious when we talk about games played but um it's sometimes interesting to to talk about what you get rid of Mm -hmm. i mean there's lots of reasons why you get rid of a board game a it's good but you just don't play it because maybe you have too many games or Mm -hmm. not enough time yeah um or uh for some of the reasons we talk about later maybe Mm. there's other reasons why you're getting rid of games yeah maybe you got the game on theme or artwork and it's just not a game that you enjoy Mm. maybe the people you play with don't enjoy i mean there's lots of reasons to get rid of a game yeah for sure and uh i think uh, at the point when you have accumulated enough games that that happens way more frequently than in the very beginning of the hobby i think it's not as frequent where you have too many games to not bring to the table. Um, yeah. Whereas well, once you, I think, hit like the 30 threshold of board games or 20, 25, maybe even, um, I think I think uh, you're, you tend to get to the point where you, you realize there are board game, more board games yeah. than time that is way, <laughs> available way in too the many. week. <laughs> way too many. Yeah. Uh, so, for example, I got rid of Dune Imperium mm. uh, last week, and yeah. that's because I replaced it with the new Dune Imperium Uprising. Uprising, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so that was maybe a kind of logical move. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got rid of some other games that we don't play, yeah. uh, Pan Am. Dwellings of Eldervale, which we really don't like the combat mechanic. Mm. Got rid of Clank Catacombs because we were planning on playing Clank Legacy number two as a family. So we didn't need so many different Clank games. Yeah. Uh, I got rid of Batoku, which we talked yeah. about last time. Yeah, we did. And yeah. we didn't enjoy it as much as like White Castle. So mm. I didn't see too much reason yeah. uh, to keep it around because we probably wouldn't play it again. We would probably just play White Castle. Yeah, there were there are similar games, but yet uh, one is... Yeah. slightly better than the other yeah yeah i got rid of my wingspan nesting box because wow. it was just taking up way <laughs> too much space so you kept wingspan though i kept wingspan yeah. base game and base i sold game? off all the expansions okay uh, yeah because while the expansions are good yeah i think the base game is definitely good enough for what i want from the base game which is usually like an intro game yeah it is an intro game it's yeah. and it's a beautiful game just by the base game without needing to complicate things. Yeah, and I just needed yeah. that. I mean, that, that space, <laughs> that space needed to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So got rid of a bunch of games. Yeah. I've received World Wonders, which is a mm. really cool game. I've been wanting to get where you have to. Uh, it's polyomino placement, but some of the polyominoes are these amazing wood 
printed meeples of like some of the wonders around the world mm-hmm. and some of them are like multi-part wood that it, it, it's really cool and actually it's not just uh it's got a real distinctness to it from a normal polyomino placement game because you have to build roads mm. in order to build stuff and roads. that really throws a wrench mm-hmm. uh in just the usual thinking of where do I put this to match with this, right? Normally just trying to make like a grid to fill space. Yeah. But in this game is not even that important to fill space. You just need to get access with roads. So it's super interesting, actually. Yeah, I saw those pictures and the, the, the wooden beaches look beautiful. Yeah, it's and such... you know, one of the things I yeah. love about games is how they look at the end. And mm-hmm. that certainly fits that criteria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I picked up Maracaibo, a copy uh, used but basically new, just off our local group, and yep. so I haven't played that yet. But um, it's a spiritual successor to Great Western Trail, oh, which I really okay. like, a yeah. Alexander Fister game. So yeah. I'm hoping that's going to be cool. Mm. Me and my daughter have uh, been playing Revive, which Revive. is a game that I resisted buying like all last year because mm. I wasn't sure if I was going to like it, and actually I ended up getting it, and actually yeah. it's very good. Okay. Um, and uh, there's like a little five game campaign that kind of unlocks some of the more advanced mechanics, mm. which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, or you can just go through and open up all the old, all the advanced mechanics and not do the campaign. Mm. But we're we're going through it. We've done our first game, and yeah. um, so far it's pretty good. Okay. So you've decided to go through the campaign. Yeah. 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 So okay. we'll see. I mean, if nice. we get to the second game, we <laughs> might just rip them all open. Yeah. And then you finally you ended up getting Nucleum, eh? The the so one here's game. Why. So <laughs> here's I've why. been looking for this game, Tiger and Dragon, yeah. which we talked about on uh, uh, the uh, two episodes ago yeah. when we had our holiday wrap up, which I learned about over the holiday. Yeah. And I've been trying to find this game hmm. uh, without success, and I managed hmm. to find it from a gate place called Mission Games in Alberta. Hmm. And uh, so I picked it up, and it was like thirty bucks or something. It's like pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. Picked it up right away, but I didn't want to pay for shipping. Yeah. So I said, okay, well, what else how did do they I, got? How do I get to... What to- else did they got? And I'm like, oh, well, they have a copy of Nucleum, which is actually pretty hard to get to right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's so hot, so I'm like, oh, okay, fine. I'll <laughs> free shipping. So, yes. Yeah, free shipping to... And it's on our table right now, that. ready yeah. to be played this week. Very exciting. That is... I, I, I saw it upstairs earlier, and uh, it looks like a very well-put-together game overall. Yeah. Uh, very colorful. Like, it doesn't... The the in, in videos and video reviews it doesn't translate those like the the yeah. depth so to speak of yes, the game as well. It, it yeah. definitely looks better than in person than in screen, and you know a lot of games are like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also after learning how to play and reading the instructions, I think the comparisons to Brass are overblown. Mm-hmm. It is definitely has inspiration from brass no yeah. doubt and the designers have even said that, but yeah. it doesn't really play like brass. But it's a, it's a simpler game then. Or not simply? Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. laterally different. Laterally? Okay. Um, yeah. I think it has its own complexity. Yeah. It's not as complex, again, as people would make you think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. I mean, sometimes you get in there and it becomes really complicated. But just right. like the rule book itself is not that thick. Yeah. Like, it doesn't seem as complex as originally thought. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Right. That, that makes sense. Well, for on my uh, adventure of getting new games, I was this close uh for those that can't see me uh, i'm pinching my fingers to be very <laughs> close to each other very close to uh get lacrimosa yet again um during christmas new year time uh, i had it in my uh box uh, of uh, purchasing and uh, it was one click away then this time around it was a second hand situation with someone selling it off on but facebook new. but new but new pretty yeah it was wrapped it was cheaper than getting it new and i was like this is a chance i need to get it i agreed with the seller on a time for pickup then i made the mistake of confirming with my wife oh like just fyi i am going to pick this game up thumbs up and then she was she came hard on me saying no now is not the time to get a game or like just just um a lot of pointers where uh, I wanted to save my marriage over getting a board game. Um, <laughs> well, you know what, Rio? I almost <laughs> went and bought that game so I could sell it to you. <laughs> Air quotes. <laughs> uh, but it was sold already at that point, I guess. Or I don't someone know. Else? I, don't yeah. know. I didn't yeah. end up reaching out to the guy. But yeah, no, I, I am. I um, 
in order to get to the point where I can get the game, I am considering selling Orleans, Orleans uh, as well as Root potentially. Um, Orleans, the reason why I'm thinking about selling is because we simply have not been like we we. I know the rules. I've tried to bring it on the table numbers of times, but it's never been successfully played, and uh, it's just. Um, castle games or like that kind of um, uh, uh, old age um, I guess like old school games of like having farmers and soldiers and all yeah. that stuff uh, is just not the theme that my wife enjoys too much Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it just not something that she is like yeah it's essentially uh, the game itself is uh, like a worker worker placement and uh, bag picking game where yeah. you have uh, it's it's like a deck building but uh, it's a back builder. So you basically have your quote unquote deck, but in a bag where you uh, pick uh, workers uh, that are either soldiers or farmers, and then you place it on your personal board. And also, there is a bit of a map where you go uh, through uh, the city of Orleans uh, and um, uh, you ultimately uh, get more victory points by getting resources and selling resources and whatnot. Um, but I've not been able to experience a full game of it yet so perhaps i will play it at least once and then we will make the decision of getting like keeping it or getting rid of it yeah um and root um it's a similar thing where um root i think uh we we've played it a couple of times so far uh but it's been very uh just just uh, the 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 dynamics of different uh the the different factions having i think such, you need to play yeah. that at four player i know every yeah every time Every time. So that you can try all the different factions and you need to play it a whole number of times, right? Yeah, in order yeah. to get like get familiar with the factions and then get better at it as well. Yeah. Uh, but I think Root has... Um, I think uh, what I found with Root is uh, the, there is a lot of similarities with between Root and Scythe. And uh, in the sense that you're, you're kind of going... Well, not a lot of similarities per se, because you don't in root you will be doing more combat in scythe you don't necessarily need to do that many combats, but um, between the two games I, I played it back to back during Christmas break and uh, I personally enjoyed scythe much more than root, um, uh, so I think if we were to keep one or the other uh, I would rather keep scythe and play that more than yeah. uh, to keep root and I know that root is something that uh, everyone. There are lots of board game folks that are very into, and uh, it's very easy to resell. Yeah. Uh, so I'm uh, not too worried about yeah, that. Yeah, the resale, what funds the new purchases, right? And uh, also sold a giant piece of Warhammer that made a whole bunch of money. So Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so on another note that is not board game related, the reason why my wife is so hesitant on me getting new board games right now is because we got a new car. And, uh, so that that kind of uh you need to sell a lot of board games for that <laughs> it dug a very deep hole in our finances uh so uh yeah that's that's one of the a very reasonable reason why uh my wife is uh very hesitant on me going out there and spending money on board games where <laughs> that's understandable <laughs> it's understandable yeah yeah but uh that's 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 it on my end so in terms of play, I mean, yeah. we talked about a few things. We played Revive already. Yes. Uh, so Revive is a, a, a game where, you know, it's some kind of future post-apocalyptic world where the, the uh, humanity is gone, but mm. the, the remnants have formed into these kind of uh, factions and they're emerging from the ice. Mm-hmm. And uh, so literally you are exploring the board, which is frozen, but you as you explore it, it becomes like land yeah and you have to build populate with people and build buildings and just it's a bit of area control some engine building and it has multi-use cards which slot in and out of your player board mm. and you go up these tech trees and so it's kind of like your classic sort of euro um and actually it flows really nicely and it actually doesn't seem like it would take very long to play even when we were playing our first game mm-hmm. um and uh yeah so hopefully we can keep playing that uh, we played our first game of evacuation which uh, was very good, um, but I think would do better with more players. Okay, Evacuation, um, yeah. We played it. So Evacuation is a very interesting game where the story is that the planet is dying, so you need to move everything over to a new planet. Yeah. And so it's a very unique 
setting where you have a full engine economic yeah. engine to start with you have to tear it down mm. transport it to the new planet and settle the new planet and rebuild your engine and there's a slow transition where gradually more and more things have to come from the new planet than the old mm. and mm. so it's it's super interesting in that way yeah uh, but i think with the two two player i think it'd be better with three or four player so okay we'll see what we'll to play that scene and two player was still It 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 didn't. Uh, it was just the two ships essentially that you're. It was it was okay. It just yeah. kind of didn't really seem like it looked empty because uh, half yeah. the planets, both planets were just empty because okay. only two of us. Yeah. So it seemed like the game was only half half done. Yeah, but we were actually yeah. done. So yeah, it was less satisfying because it just didn't look like it was full of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. no, that's me. That makes um, sense. Yeah, as I mentioned, we played World Wonders. We played another game of Foundations of Rome, which is mm. basically polyomino placement game, but with giant, giant buildings, which yeah. is so awesome. You mm. can't even imagine. I yeah. love Roman stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We played Tiger and Dragon, mm -hmm. and um, we had a session at your house last night yeah. introducing more uh, newcomers to newcomers the joys to of gaming. Games. Yeah. And that was super fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it was a lot of fun. I think... Uh, Uh, and we played two medium or like lighter games um, and then there was another table where they had another gaming session going on as well yeah um, we had like yeah. a two hour time limit so we yeah. couldn't break out the hardcore <laughs> things yeah but yeah. Uh, I intro people to Raw which mm -hmm. is a fantastic uh, kind of full information auction and yeah. set collection game so you're an open you're, hand you're yeah. bidding and for this set of tiles mm -hmm. in an auction but it's an open auction everybody knows what everybody can bid yeah and then you're trying to collect tiles mm -hmm. uh, basically set collection yeah and so it's super easy and it's really interesting and so actually <laughs> very tactical yeah um how you can get these tiles um So that was great. And then we played Tiger and Dragon. Yeah. Team mode. Team mode. Yeah. And uh, me and uh, my teammate yeah. ended up winning 21 to 0. My, me and my teammate. We tried our best. We, we thought we knew what we were doing. Yet every time it just did not go as we had planned. There was one time when I accidentally stopped him from doing something. And that was completely on me <laughs> to have done played that wrong but essentially yeah tigers and dragons it's it, it at first glance i thought it looked a little bit like majan and there's a majan feel to it when you're mixing yeah, the tiles. It has those tiles right yeah but yeah. actually the game itself it's is nothing like Majan. nothing like Majan. just uses tiles like that yeah 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 oh it's a great game it's a really fun game yeah and so uh, when when we opened it on yeah. uh, the weekend we immediately played me my wife and uh, my daughter we played immediately played three games mm -hmm. and my daughter who's nine Yeah. Uh, beat me and my wife in all three games <laughs> like easily like it wasn't even like close <laughs> she wasn't even trying somehow and we're getting so frustrated oh. we're getting creamed by the mm. nine-year-old yeah yeah uh, <laughs> that's amazing yeah oh man i ended up uh playing a number of games number of times of spirit island uh with different spirits um so uh for those that don't know spirit island is essentially a a uh, game where you you uh, play your uh, you play as spirits on an island um, protecting the indigenous people called the Dahans uh, from the invasion of uh, the uh, invaders um, yeah. so essentially you're trying to westerners let's yeah, just call west, it western <laughs> <laughs> yeah so some the, you, you, there are settings of like storylines where you can um, choose the brits choose choose the russians oh, okay choose the, you can actually yeah, there are actual <laughs> countries that you can choose from and uh, <laughs> it uh, it adds another layer of fun to the game um, but uh, yeah we've been what we've been focusing on lately we got a new expansion um, of Jagged Earth uh, which added another 10 spirits uh, from the base game so we're uh, exploring new spirits uh, trying to get a hang of them and then gradually we'll level it up um, and make uh, rise raise the difficulties over time as well but right now what we've been enjoying really is um yeah just exploring the new spirits and the new new abilities that each spirit has nice nice yeah that's definitely like one of your guys favorite games you guys play that a lot we do play it a lot it's uh it's it's one of the only games that i can like easily convince my wife to play with me yeah um but otherwise i often have a hard time convincing my wife to yeah. get out on the table 
and play a board game. Uh, but that is something that we will be talking about later. <laughs> yeah. Well, with that in mind. Yeah. So today's topic is about the enemies of gaming. So things mm-hmm. that may be part of the hobby or part of just playing games yeah. that stop people from playing games or mm. at the very worst make people decide to stop playing games altogether yeah, or things that frustrate you about the hobby anyway we're mm. going to be talking about this stuff yeah after the break after so the break. we'll be right back Right. we are back welcome back hello so today's topic is quite an interesting one mm-hmm. um i saw a video on youtube and i can't even remember which channel or which content producer it was mm. but they were talking about the 10 things that are the enemies of gaming so mm. things that stop people from playing or make people leave the hobby at at worst um and some of the some of his like top tens were kind of like tongue in cheek, like you know yeah. body odor or stuff like that. <laughs> but some of it was like real, and so I thought that's a really interesting topic. If I mm. ever start a podcast, I want to talk about that. Yeah. So here we are. Yes. And what's interesting is that you can actually extrapolate these factors to many hobbies, mm-hmm. not just uh, board gaming. You definitely all kinds of tabletop gaming or yeah. you know these kind of non-athletic types of gaming yeah, yeah. <laughs> types of gaming um mm-hmm. that is not it's popular but maybe not as popular say like soccer or mm. you know like ice hockey or something like that yeah so it'll be interesting and um so we'll see if people have comments about this whether they feel these things or not we would really love to know mm. feel free to drop us an email or leave comments on instagram or whatever yeah but uh yeah so i came up with this list and you can certainly add to it Rio. yeah um Absolutely. but i split it up into Things that stop people from getting into the hobby in the first place. Yeah. Things that stop people from enjoying it while they're in the hobby. Mm. And then things that stop people from staying in the hobby. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess the second and third might kind of be the same thing. So it's like the beginning, the midst of it, and then later on, long term. Yeah. Yeah. So, So one of the things that... Um, that you encounter when you f- and you probably everybody experiences this before they start playing is they don't have an awareness that th- this is even a thing it's right? yeah it's like, surprising yeah everybody has board games mm-hmm. everybody played some games when they were kids yeah but you don't know that there's this large hobby of these more uh, like complicated games um and so uh, that's a big part of it. And there's a yeah. stereotype about what a board game is. You know, game yeah. of Life, Monopoly. Yeah, know? Game of Life, Monopoly. And then once you have a bad experience playing one of those games, then you'll, like, it's it's a very big reason why you just never get into board gaming as a hobby yeah. ever. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, I think yeah. it's becoming more popular. And mm-hmm. so you're starting to see these kinds of games pop up in big box stores like yeah. Indigo, Target, you know. Yeah, and finally. Um, yeah. And so now people are starting to be like, oh, like, what's what's that? Yeah. that like, next like- to Catan or next to Monopoly, there yeah. is going to be a Wingspan box, as an example. Yeah, yeah, definitely notice that, right? With the big popular games like Wingspan, Scythe, you mm-hmm. know, stuff like that. Yeah. Right next to the OGs like Catan, and then next to your Monopolies and Risks and yeah. Game of Life <laughs> and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, so it's really interesting. That's really been recent. Yeah, it's um, very recent. Yeah, yeah, like since the pandemic, I would say. I think the pandemic was a big reason why board games became as popular as they are, and YouTube channels of people reviewing board games grew like crazy yeah. as well. Um, and uh, I just uh, I was looking up um, who the top ten enemies of gaming. Uh, people were and it was the dice dice tower oh dice. yeah, oh, yeah, of course yeah. so yeah, they yeah. they had an hour and a half episode of talking about the top 10 enemies of gaming but uh yeah like someone the people like dice tower they've been doing what they do for a long time before board gaming became as like mainstream of a thing as it is right now but they yeah. really rode that wave of and you know like yeah. i haven't when you when you tell people still oh mm. i play board games look at this and they're like what that's a board game i'm like yeah 
Like they they just don't know. And and then when they play, I have yet to meet a person who who have introed and to be like, well, that wasn't fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like that just, just doesn't happen, right? Yeah, no. Um, so the next thing is actually then getting the games. Getting the games, which is getting easier, as we just mentioned. Mm-hmm. But still, if you want to get the more kind of you know complicated games that are not stocked in indigo or whatever yeah you still have to go either online mm-hmm. to or to a game store yeah and you know game store. a yeah. lot of people who don't game yeah don't want to go to game stores <laughs> comic stores they have a certain uh you know, society <laughs> kind of reputation like yeah. dingy smelly <laughs> gamer places right and they don't yeah. want to go to those kind of places to buy mm-hmm. games yeah, I think uh, it's it's a twofold situation there, like where some people don't want to go into such environments, or it's it's not their jam. Or they or don't even not, know where they are. Yeah, it's not. It, yeah. What do you what do you put on Google Maps? Eh, just like board games, and yeah. sometimes they pop up, but other times not really. Um, but uh, what I also think is, um, in the beginning for me, it the the pricing was also a barrier for me as well. It was uh, board games, especially the more heavier complex ones yeah. are not necessarily a cheap thing yeah you could <laughs> easily spend now 100 120 bucks for one of the heavier board games component yeah. heavy games 100 percent. yeah um, it was like the breaking that hundred dollar mark uh the very first time i did that was through lisboa uh, 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 Vital Lacerda game, yeah. uh, which is known to known for its amazing components and the heaviness yeah. of it, um, and also the price tag associated to it. But and, you know, you can yeah. have a whole conversation about whether you think that's worth it or not, and maybe that's a real individual, uh, you know, decision. Yeah, but yeah, like sure. it gets expensive, and then like so now there's Kickstarter. So mm-hmm. some games you can't even get unless you backed it. So Foundations of Rome is a good example. It's mm-hmm. not retail. Mm-hmm. You have to have backed it. Um, yeah. And then Exclusive. if you back it, while it tends to be a little bit cheaper than retail to back something, yeah. you also tend to get sucked into all the extras. Yeah. And now you're paying like one one fifty two three hundred dollars for yeah. a game. Yeah. And all of a sudden, and all the shipping, the extra extra things, and also the weight. Um, basically, after you put in money, it's like a Tesla car almost. Uh, the Cybertruck. People have been putting a lot of money into it over three years. And they're finally getting it yeah. right now after And you many know, the years. popular <laughs> games are hard to get too. Mm-hmm. You know, the stores yeah. don't stock them. The retail yeah. stores, even if they're a board game store, they tend not to have a lot of copies yeah. Yeah. Uh, if they get any at all. So you mm-hmm. have to go online. You have to have your sites that you check or pre-ordered. or So it can be actually hard, even if you're willing to spend the money yeah. to physically get the games. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Finding yeah. So that's definitely a big barrier to people mm-hmm. getting in and getting the games they want. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so next is the big one. <laughs> Finding people to play with. Finding players. Going yeah. out. I mean, you're into gaming yeah. and you have trouble even convincing you like to play games. Yeah, it's right? it's, a, it's a challenge. I mean, well, it's it's easy for certain games. It's not as easy for other games. Yeah. Um, hence why I every week I will probably have said I have played Spirit Island this week. And then that fills her cup of wanting like the board game satisfaction <laughs> cup <laughs> that she is looking to fulfill uh, it fills her cup i am still hungry for other games and new things to do yeah um whereas she is like she um yeah uh, the the way that i would describe my personality is every so often i would change the table orientation in the living room after a couple I of months. I noticed that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I realized that it's just not quite right. And then I change it. And then after a couple of months, I time passes. And then I change it back. And I'm like, oh, it's new again. It's uh, <laughs> Hence why I need to have as like many like different board game experiences. Because after like a couple of plays, I'm like, okay, I'm ready for a new experience. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that's one why we try and meet up every week. Yeah. to play some games because we both want to play mm-hmm. I mean I have uh, my wife doesn't even play that much anymore I have my daughter who likes to play with me but then she's busy she got dance <laughs> and she doesn't necessarily want to play games all the time and mm. so even even like finding time that's the next thing on the list yeah. but finding people to play it's hard to just go to like a game group and just yeah. stand there awkward don't know anybody want to mm. jump in on the game like that's a hard social situation I don't care how uh 
you know, even for extroverted people, that's a hard situation to just go to a random game group. Yeah. Like yeah. later when you're in the group, you know everybody, then that's then different. It's different. Yeah. You have a community and yeah. people you and go you gotta to. you got to like yeah. drive there and yeah. find parking and maybe yeah. pay some money. And it's like, yeah. that's a hard situation to, to get into a gaming group. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. But I think I think there are the, the gaming group may be a solution to some extent um, What I, from what I've heard and seen of people say some people do say that like yeah the the you can't always get your family members to just yeah. play board games with you all the time yeah <laughs> but there are other people that may be interested in board gaming that that uh, would be more inclined and yeah. like would be a better fit and even yeah. if you go to those places you don't know who you end up playing with That's you might true. not yeah. mesh with those people mm. like it can be yeah. dicey yeah yeah, um, there's a risk. So we already talked about it. Finding time. Finding time. So even if you yeah. got the people, mm-hmm. you might not have the time. I yeah. mean, you're busy. I'm yeah. busy. And like, even still, like I would play board games every single night if mm-hmm. I could. But yeah. <laughs> just can't. You just can't do it. Right? Yeah. Coordinating the times, availabilities, but also like just the yeah. sheer commitment of it. So yeah. we're like, okay, Sunday nights, <laughs> we're gaming. We'll book we, anything on Sunday yeah. nights. Reserve like, that. Yeah. 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 You got to. You almost got to do that if you want to make it regular, right? That's true. But yeah. finding time can be really difficult. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. No, because we have a we have a big group chat of people that are all considered to be the board gaming people. Want to get involved, but then nobody, <laughs> nobody has is, time. Has time. Time <laughs> is a big, very steep barrier. Yeah. 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 So this next one I've experienced, and you are going to experience I'm very soon, experience. which is kids. Yes. So my kid, luckily, is a board game savant. Mm-hmm. And so no problem for me. And we trained her from a young age to play <laughs> games. So she's been okay, but a yeah. lot of kids are not. Yeah. Sitting there for hours, over an hour, yeah. and cons- concentrating on strategy and yeah. board gaming definitely is not the uh, average kid's strong yeah. suit. I would and you say. know, we're going to do a podcast episode on kids. Mm-hmm. After you have yours. After I have mine. Okay. It's going to be a loud episode. Yeah. So, and we will see. And maybe we'll even get my kid on to give her perspective Mm. about gaming as a kid. Growing Um, up with games. Yeah. Kids is definitely more often a barrier than a uh, facilitator (laughs) of gaming. Yeah. Of anything. You you were lucky. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, especially if you're like me and Rio and, and you like heavier games mm-hmm. one of the big barriers to getting people into those kind of games specifically is learning the game because mm-hmm. it's a significant investment of time yeah to teach the game and for them to learn the game and then their first experience is not often the ultimate experience you want them to have or That's maybe true. it was even a yeah. bad experience yeah, yeah. Um, and then they may not come back to it so mm-hmm. learning games is you know the thing and like I spend a decent amount of time learning how to play the games that I get before yeah. I even go and teach other people. Because I, I can feel like that. you yeah. have to do that. Mm-hmm. If you're sitting there just reading the rule book together, that does not It's work. not fun. Yeah, it's the... There is a... I think... I've heard someone say before, uh, the person that's hosting a game night, their responsibility is not only to invite people over and play the game but also to know the game inside and out, uh, be the rule book almost, to be able to explain the game and also make sure that any clarifications throughout the game can be answered yeah. right away. I, uh, over the holiday, I had a good example of teaching how to people people how to play Apiary, the yeah. newest Stonemaier game, mm-hmm. and but not playing myself. Mm. Just I just sat there and taught people how to play and facilitated the turns so yeah. that it took that it was faster. Yeah. Got people going when they could take their turn and yeah. you know prompting people about what they need to do and so yeah. that made the whole experience a lot better. But you know, as a gamer, it's hard to sit there and not play. <laughs> right? You wanted to play as it's well. Super You're like, FOMO, <laughs> right? Like super FOMO. But yeah. sometimes that's what you got to do, especially for the heavier games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to and, keep um, it rolling, and then then the second game you can play. Yeah. Once everyone knows how to play it, then. I think that also helps it, people yeah. enjoy it better mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they don't have to think so much about the mechanics of it because you're yeah. telling them what to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's true. And then, so for example, my wife, she actually doesn't mind playing heavy games. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to sit there for a 40-minute lecture. Right. She doesn't want to learn. <laughs> That's what she hates about it, <laughs> right? Um, and and if, if somehow that information could be osmosed into her brain, 
she would she would gladly be playing. dig into a heavier yeah. game because she mm. quite likes that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And she appreciates it after she's done. Just like you no, know, that was that was a good game. game. Yeah, <laughs> but she doesn't want to sit there for like forty minutes learning a game. Yeah, no, that that is fair. That's fair. Yeah. Learning a game definitely is a like, especially for it could be very intimidating at first if you don't have a someone that can teach uh, you a new game. Uh, it's it's very hard. Like the the rule book, uh, there are some that are well written very well written they're very nice and streamlined others that are terribly written like you just like even for people that yeah. know how to read a rule book sometimes and you have i gotta tell you just because the rule book yeah. is set in a certain way doesn't mean that's the best way to learn the game mm-hmm. um, yeah. it's just like if you're teaching a lecture on something it doesn't mean you just read the textbook page yeah right? no not at all um yeah. and so i think um so the and i think even simpler games should be taught well Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there's a YouTube channel called uh, John Gets Games. John Gets Games, and he is a guy who does tutorials on how to play games, but he doesn't teach you up front very little. It just gives you an overview, and then he starts to play the game huh. with three players, three or four players, where yeah. he plays all the players, and he and explains. He, is, he oh, must have spent yeah. so much time making these videos because he sets all the pieces up so yeah. that every turn teaches you a different thing about the game. So yeah. by the end of like a first round or whatever, like you didn't play the whole game, yeah. you've learned the game. Yeah, you've know, seen it in yeah. action. Yeah. And explained to you with close-up videos of how things are happening. And that is an amazing way to learn a game mm-hmm. that I might maybe we'll try that next time. <laughs> yes. We'll just learn as we go. The problem is when you're a gamer, like Rio, <laughs> you don't want to learn as you go. You need all the information up front so you can make the best decisions. <laughs> well, the, w- one of my gaming game game preps before I play a game with you or like well, before a Sunday game night and I know what we're going to play that night, I usually watch a full episode of Before You Play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so those are, uh, yeah, Monique and... Uh, Naveen, uh, Naveen uh, the the couple that plays a full two-player game together, and uh, it, it gives me an idea of what the winning strategy is because they essentially try to beat each other over a two-hour game, and uh, yeah. that it's it's a great way to just spend some time getting the understanding of what like what the f- overall flow and the arc of the game is throughout. Yeah. But again, that's a two-hour investment of <laughs> having an understanding. Yeah. Of a game, so that's a lot of time to be spending. On so the final games. one I got here is yeah. space to play, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about storage later on. Oh. But before you're in the hobby, if you don't have the space to play some of these games, yeah. you're never going to play them. That's true. Uh, so, yeah. for example, when we were introing some of my colleagues into viticulture, mm-hmm. we went to this board game quote unquote cafe mm-hmm. that was clearly not made to play board games. Mm-hmm. It was dim. Yeah. Couldn't see anything. The mm. tables were like outdoor barbecue tables with like holes and slats through them. Mm-hmm. And they were small. Mm. And so all the pieces were falling down the <laughs> gaps and it was just it was just useless. Oh no. And yeah. so and some of these games take up a lot of space. Yeah. And so if you don't have a place to play the game, yeah. And you 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 like literally can't play the game. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, yeah. And you don't want to play on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as people come up with inventive ideas. Not everybody has yeah. the tough space <laughs> and uh, cash to buy like a fancy like game table. Yeah. Um, so yeah, space to play is a problem as well. Space to play. Yeah, I think uh, um, the the whole idea of like, having a board game cafe. I I've been like uh, tweaking or not tweaking. Uh, shooting ideas with my wife as well to be like what, what are some uh, business ideas if she were to hold her own clinic can i have a board game cafe space to welcome patients in and also play some board games serve some coffee um it's probably not going to be a good business idea overall um but uh i don't know have you ever thought about opening a board I game think store if of, somebody uh, were to open board a cafe? board game cafe yeah and actually do it properly with gaming in mind, yeah. board gaming in mind, not like magic or card mm-hmm. gaming in mind, yeah. which most of the stores are. Yeah, they usually um, are. I think, unfortunately, you probably wouldn't make a lot of money. It's, it's and go such out of business. A, the, the margin is so... Yeah, selling thin, games yeah. doesn't make you the profit. Nope. Right? And yeah. you, you would have to bank off of like food and drink sales. Food and drink sales. I think, um, yeah, there is a, there is a board gaming... 
bar in uh, Montreal that I've gone to a couple of times. And yeah, the, the sales really comes from alcohol sale, essentially, is where yeah. they'll be able to make some money off of it. But yeah. otherwise, like the games themselves, yeah. um, it's it's a, also mainly for party games rather than yeah. like actual board gaming. So, games, you know, yeah. I'm lucky. Like I have a, a pretty big house and yeah. I have, you know, a nice big table. Yeah. But I'm not, you know, not everybody has that. And so yeah. it's, yeah. it's apartments hard. and little tables yeah. are usually the case. But like it's some hard. board games, especially the heavy ones, take up even the bigger table, take up the whole table. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. So the next thing is factors that stop people from enjoying mm-hmm. a game when they're yeah. playing. Mm-hmm. And, and these are maybe, you know, I'm not going to say the worst things but Mm. these are certainly things that you don't want to see yeah um and that um you know can yeah and and these are maybe some of the things you might encounter if you go to just like a random game group Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um yeah and so so we'll we'll cover some of these things so first of all um i I put this first one down as a poor learning experience (laughs) that's a very university thing to say (laughs) but basically they weren't taught well um And, you know, not everybody learns the same way. Mm-hmm. And as an educator, uh, it definitely you have to, it sometimes can take a while to figure out how people learn. Mm-hmm. So, for example, it's very easy to teach you mm-hmm. how to play a game. First of all, you have background in all the different kinds of mechanics. So, yeah. it's you can draw experience from other games yeah. you've played. Mm-hmm. But even, you know, when we first started to teach it, you got things in a very concrete way very quickly. Mm-hmm. My younger brother is like that. It's yeah. really easy to teach him even the most complex games because mm-hmm. he just he's a gamer and he picks things up yeah. quickly, right? Yeah. He's like, what's the goal? Okay, how do you get there? Yeah. Okay, I'm good. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then some people is very, they it just takes them a while to mm-hmm. learn how these things fit together. Yeah. Um, and so you have to, but you have to recognize that when you're trying to teach people, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and so, and so they don't feel like they learned or got taught properly. Mm-hmm. Then they feel like they're always behind. Then they yeah. don't enjoy that game. Yeah. And if they're really into it, they'll be like, I need to play that again. If yeah. they're not, they're just going to be like, I'm never going to play that again. Yeah, that it's, uh, it's true. And, and, uh, even in a group setting, it's hard to gauge who is learning at what pace, um, Sometimes we, we've invited a couple of friends over once uh, to play uh, Wingspan and one of them got it very quickly. Like, uh, yeah, they just already knew the goal. Like, she, like, yeah, she was doing basically exactly what she's supposed to do. And then the partner uh, was not quite as quick to, to realize exactly what the goal was at the very end of the game, still kind of doing certain actions like um, putting, uh, gaining some food which is not what you do at the end of wingspan yeah. um but um uh yeah there there were some uh it's it's hard even even in 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 a in a group of people where you think that everyone caught up but realizing that some some may not be at the same yeah. place that others and like it's uh yeah it's it's hard to I, I I commend you for being a good teacher because it's not it's not easy to teach on like uh, having having tried to teach myself a couple of times on in in different gaming situations it's it's really it takes double the effort I find to be able to teach a game well you don't only need to play well but also you need to be able to really understand it can be tricky entire, and you know I'm actually yeah. not a very patient person and so mm-hmm. yeah. if everyone three out of four people get it but one person is kind of a little bit behind everybody starts <laughs> to get frustrated with that person right yeah. and it's not yeah. nice for that person yeah no it's not yeah um it, and uh so so yeah so that's definitely a thing mm-hmm. um poor environment poor environment okay, so yeah. if your only a tra- chance to get into a board game was at this crappy board game cafe with no lighting and all yeah. the pieces were falling over and you had no space for anything and mm-hmm. it was cold and yeah. you had to drive and pay 10 bucks for parking then you're not <laughs> going to do that again yeah no that was the 10 dollar mistake that you would have made yeah, yeah so like you have a nice environment maybe mm-hmm. some music yeah. maybe a glass of wine or something yeah. like setting the mood yeah, yeah the other time i taught some friends how to play viticulture was at their house big table good lighting yeah. we literally drank as much wine as we produced in the game <laughs> and everybody kind of got a bit tipsy and that was a yeah, great time and i was like when are we playing viticulture again <laughs> that's amazing yeah that's the proper way of playing viticulture or vineos <laughs> it's like they say when you introduce your kids to camping you got to make mm. it as comfortable for them as possible the first time yeah so they enjoy the experience if yes. it was rainy and cold they're not going to want to go camping no, again no you need to pick the right season and yeah. then eventually work yourself up to winter camping instead of starting with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, 
picking the right game is super important if mm-hmm. you are um, introing somebody. Yeah. But I think in terms of what we're talking about, why, why somebody might not enjoy any game that they're playing, even if they're like a veteran hobbyist, is yeah. picking the right kind of weight of game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we talked about this before, but we like heavy games. Yeah. And other people may not like heavy games. And so mm-hmm. if you force somebody to play a Lacerda game for four hours, they may not like that. Yeah. Uh, they may feel obligated to play with you for some reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess we don't have to spend too much time talking about that. It's fairly obvious. Play the kind of games that people like to play. Yeah. No, um, 100%. And if you need to, sometimes you need to have separate groups of people who like to play lighter games or heavier games. Yeah. Like we're trying to assemble like a yeah, the heavy, heavy game, game group. group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a branch of the gaming group that branched out. Okay, so this is the big one. Mm-hmm. Analysis paralysis, but maybe oh. more specifically, because we'll do an episode of analysis paralysis, but yeah. having to wait too long mm. between turns. Yeah. Um. I think is a big reason why some people don't like heavier games for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but just in general, waiting for your turn is, you know, you could become impatient at times. Yeah. I mean, even for the most patient people, it is, it is uh, tiring, well, especially if you already know what you want to do <laughs> in your turn. Yeah. <laughs> You're just itching to do the thing, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> waiting for that previous person to make those actions. And, just you almost wanting to take a turn yeah. for them. <laughs> and that can be from analysis paralysis, but yeah. it could also just be from game design. Yeah, right? no, for sure. Um, yeah. So it's not always the people's fault that they're taking a long time. It's just how, that's how the game is. Or yeah. things can't happen simultaneously. Or yeah. the, the next person can't go unless they totally see the full outcome of the previous person's turn, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some games, like the final decisions can just be done and the next person can go, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. So, yeah. But that's a big one. Yeah. Um, along with just the game taking too long. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And the final one is um, kind of goes together. So, yeah. certain types of maybe slightly antisocial gamers. Yeah. Uh, or breaking what they call what we call used to call them Warhammer breaking the social contract so gamer behavior mm-hmm. and I'm gonna speak really more from a Warhammer experience on this side but mm-hmm. it probably it, I've had some experiences of this when I've gone to gaming groups yeah playing with random people mm-hmm. and so um, you know the, the the phrase is gamers gonna game yeah <laughs> and so you're gonna expect that some people are gonna be like this and it can really ruin your experience mm. um, and there's definitely a thing that happened in Warhammer to the point that some people stopped playing completely mm. um, or stopped going to events or tournaments or groups mm-hmm. but there's a, a few kinds of gamers that we want to try and avoid number one the hyper competitive gamer hyper competitive okay. most yeah. people who play board games are are they want to win they want to be competitive but yeah. this is not like a world series of board gaming right and, yeah. mm-hmm. and actually most people play games for enjoyment mm-hmm. even if it involves seriousness and thinking yeah. right yeah. those two things are not mutually exclusive you can mm-hmm. play competitively and still have a great time yeah that's and true. so the person who's just taking it a bit too seriously yeah. I haven't encountered as much in board gaming mm-hmm. yeah. but it could be a thing could be a thing but warhammer definitely i can see that being a more common characteristic maybe that you can i i've, I've encountered some of that in uh, when i basically played Yu-Gi-Oh a lot and there were definitely oh the card games the card game For yeah sure. yeah hyper competitive people that just would yeah. not accept a loss as a loss yeah um yeah so that's, that's and those one-on-one games are definitely oh yeah like that yeah yeah um the alpha gamer, mm-hmm. especially in a comp- in a cooperative situation, yeah. mm-hmm. one person basically telling everybody else what to do. Good old pandemic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> alpha gamer. That's a definite uh, gamer gamer type that you want to try and avoid, especially mm-hmm. if you're trying to play those kind of games. Yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. Um, obviously, people are just rude or overly impatient or i mean you, you'll know those people right away and you try not to hang out with them like don't even finish <laughs> that game there's not even sometimes there's not even a point in finishing yeah. mm-hmm. games if you end up meeting people like that mm-hmm. and i want to talk about one more thing which which i encounter a lot online yeah and that is elitism elitism and very specifically actually it's usually to do with people who play heavy games mm-hmm. towards people who don't enjoy 
playing heavy games. Mm -hmm. And that is definitely a thing, especially on certain discords that I might be a part of where people are discussing heavier type games. There's a lot of scoffing and eye rolling and elitist comments and behaviors when people post about less heavy games or, you know, and, and, and I really hate to see that because yeah. like it's not a big hobby. Everybody <laughs> just every all games are fine. You just play what yeah. you want to play. Let other mm-hmm. people play what they want to play. Right? There's yeah. no reason to be all huff and puff about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for whatever reason, it's because I guess people think it's more complex as heavy. Therefore, I'm a better gamer. I mean, that's completely stupid. <laughs> um, Basically, yeah. So so feeling feeling entitled to to be better or like to to be seen as a better. Yeah. I can yeah, play this or, heavy game, yeah. therefore, yeah. you know, yeah. X, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. or, yeah. I, I don't understand the attitude. I see it all the time, and it's mm-hmm. disappointing. Yeah. But um, that's definitely a thing to watch out for, uh, especially if you're trying to make a foray into heavier games. You mm. might encounter this archetype yeah. commonly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope we never get like that. You better tell yeah, me if I no. get like that. Yeah. I'll tell you if you get like that. But. Sounds good. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll keep each other accountable. Yeah, to, to me not be those things. Okay. So let's move on to the last part, which is yeah. things that stop people from staying in the hobby or make mm. you get out of the hobby completely. Yeah. And sometimes you see this on the local market forums. People yeah. just fire just sailing their fire, whole collection. Yeah, the entire 150 <laughs> games that yeah. just go on sale. Like, yeah. It's like and it's like, I can't read that space. post. It is way too long. Yeah. <laughs> It's but one man, game after another. It's not alphabetical. <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> the least they can do is put it alphabetically. <laughs> oh, but um, yeah. Okay, so I think the first thing to say is all of the things we've already talked about can make you leave the hobby. Especially mm-hmm. if it's your first experience, you might not ever get a chance to get into the it hobby. It could be a short hobby. <laughs> then exactly. Start and then yeah. end. Yeah. And I hope nobody mm-hmm. we've introed feels like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think uh, so. I think... But also for for those that uh, like only start like I I think for it, it was similar on my in my case as well where I uh, played Dominion a couple of times where I played like Wingspan was one of the games that really like sucked me into board gaming like as a hobby and started like getting more games from there on. But before that, I had already played like King Domino or like uh, yeah Dominion other little board games. Catan, a lot of Catan I would play almost like on a daily or weekly basis with a couple of friends during the pandemic, we would just play Catan all the time online and in person, but we never, we never deviated from Catan. That was the only game that we played. So I wouldn't say we were like board gamers per se, or like I wasn't necessarily exploring new games at that point. Yeah. Well, you found the thing that you like to do, right? Yeah. And then you stuck with it and uh, repeat and rinse and repeat it. Yeah. But um, yeah, definitely like um, I think, I think if I had a bad experience playing like a game, then like it's easy to be like, okay, this is just not my hobby that I want to get into. Yeah. 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 So second is space storage. Mm, yeah. <laughs> not everybody has a whole room full of board games mm, or space for it. Yeah. Not even these YouTubers. I mean, you see some people give you a tour of their hobby space and it's just like a mess. It's, it's so it uh, takes so much space. Yeah. No, yeah, and then or if you downsize or you got to move, yeah. I mean, that's a time when you oh. see people fire sailing. Yeah. So I think space and storage is a big reason why people get out um uh, or stop, you know, stop buying. Yeah, obviously, space and storage. And yeah. some of these boxes are big. <laughs> some of these boxes are big, and also I think, um, yeah, a good friend of mine is in New York, and New York rent, of course, is higher than average, uh, and yeah. space is hard to come by. And uh, so uh, when we introduced them to uh, Wingspan, they basically got like Wingspan expansions. But that's like they they repeat played wingspan over a hundred and fifty (laughs) times, so it's and they're they they love it. They're like still playing it to this day. But um, uh, definitely like expanding the hobby or getting more like deeper into the hobby with other board games. Yeah, space and storage is definitely a big limiting factor because it just takes up so much space. Like you wonder how people 
in like Asia with like tiny little apartments. Like if you lived in Hong Kong and you lived in like an apartment the size of this room that we're recording in, like yeah. <laughs> where are you going to put your board games? Like, yeah, and how how can you make it a priority to, to get no, more? You can't, you right? Can't. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, not at all. Yeah, and you're not going to like try and buy a bigger place just to store games. <laughs> That's like a real like Western kind of thing to do. Yeah, um, but yeah, so. Space storage, definitely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I'm going to add this last one. Yeah. Because um, I'm part of, I guess, what I heard Mike Delisio call the cult of the new gamer. <laughs> so I like new things. Yeah. But I like the new things to be the newer things. Mm, like The newest uh, the, of things. The new hotness. Yeah. I like just, you know... Uh, I'm less, much less likely to buy a really old game than mm. I'm to buy uh, like a very new game, mm-hmm. just because, yeah. And um, maybe it's FOMO, fear of uh, missing out. Yeah. Maybe I just like to, you know, keep up with new stuff. Yeah. I don't know. That's just how I am. It's mm-hmm. always been my whole life. Mm-hmm. And so, because of some of the things we mentioned before, like how it's hard to get games, mm. how you you if you're not a content producer you don't get early copies mm-hmm. maybe if you miss the kickstarter you might not get it yeah like you can get the real feeling of fomo like you're missing out and you can't keep up and mm-hmm. you're just like okay yeah. forget this like yeah yeah because yeah. there is constantly always especially if you always want a new thing there's always going to be a new thing and the the new thing of 2024 uh the new thing of january february march like every month there is something that like board game content creators they like in order to make more content and get more games from publishers like they there's always going to be a new thing so i can see that being a a real rat race (laughs) there's like people playing games right now that are prototypes and you probably if even if you backed it which starts in six months you won't get for like two years yeah yeah it's like (laughs) that's a long time to wait for something you don't even wait for a car for that long it's it's yeah so I don't know. I think that's a barrier that might frustrate people and end up to be like, okay, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know. Maybe that's just my own my own frustration. But I do wonder. It's uh, like because there there are two. I think there are two ways of looking at it. Whereas uh, stopping to from like stopping from getting new games, whether or not that is actually seen as like ex- exiting the hobby, I wouldn't necessarily say so like it's still you're you're still in the hobby but then you just have your go-to games so to speak um and it's and i i think it's it's hard for me because i i am like similar to you i want a new thing i i get bored after a couple of months of the same thing even the table orientation i get bored of <laughs> so um I'm like, not allowed to change that. <laughs> right <laughs> My wife doesn't care. She's like, I was very content with that way, but I guess the other way is okay too. But <laughs> I guess your your case is a little different. But um, yeah, it's it's just um, uh, I I find that like some people are very content with a, like a just a small number of games, and then just stay staying with exactly that and keeping that refining the skills of those games. Uh, whereas uh, I I think um, yeah, like and that is that is definitely a really like legitimate way of enjoying a hobby and having a hobby yeah um but uh and and another way uh like ourselves like where we want to get new games all the time and like expanding our gaming the horizon the new game we are firm <laughs> card carrying bear uh card bearing members yes we are uh, and i think that's that's okay as well that's just uh, uh many yeah. many ways and shapes of forms of uh enjoying this hobby which is which is why we want to invite you all to come into this hobby even with these barriers in place yeah so hopefully this conversation doesn't turn people off i mean mm-hmm. if yeah. you're listening to this you're probably already into gaming <laughs> but uh, maybe warn people about things to look out for mm-hmm. yeah. um we're gonna finish with one question one q a that we had yes i won't say who it was from <laughs> but um and we'll answer it very quickly so the question is if you were going to design a board game mm. like right now what would you like maybe the theme of it or like what would you design so actually we so my wife and i actually started a scrap scrapbook design of a board game okay um and uh it was uh or it is a uh, essentially a game of medical residents uh and the going through the practice of year one to five as being a surgical resident Mm -hmm. and what that looks like how to how to balance 
calls, schedules, as well as clinics that you need to do, surgeries, as well as research papers that you need to publish. And uh, you're trying to be the most efficient and effective resident out of all residents uh, is, is the concept behind it. And uh, we, have, we have started a design of what your personal board looks like and what like a common board of like a clinic and everything looks like. We haven't really seen this kind of board game nope. out there. So uh, yeah, that's something that we have, uh, we have scratched the surface off as an idea. Of well, game. that's really interesting because that's one of my ideas. Oh, what? <laughs> like surgical residency. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And exactly. So you have these tracks, you know, like mm-hmm. research academics or skills you know yeah. like admin whatever and mm-hmm. then you have like a it's five rounds because it's five years yeah, five years yeah yeah like you could it. make like a huge heavy euro out of it for you sure you could yeah i know yeah wait a second in that case we should be co-designers of this should, game should totally do it i don't think that many people would buy it though maybe <laughs> i don't know you have to make it more broadly uh applicable yeah but my other idea was mm-hmm. actually uh, uh, a game themed around food trucks Oh, food trucks. Mm-hmm. And so you you have a, a, you're like a chef or an entrepreneur or whatever. You have to start a bunch of different food trucks. And so you mm. could draft food trucks or whatever and get more food trucks. And then you'd have to drive them around the country or city or region or whatever you want your setting to be. And then go to like food festivals and night markets and things and what foods. Mm-hmm. And then you're trying to get ratings. You're yeah. trying to hype yourself on social media. That wow. would be an interesting... I, I thought about that as a cool theme we should reach out to uh john favreau from uh uh the the he's the he's the one that directed iron man okay but also yeah, he is favreau, also yeah. the one uh that uh has directed a movie called chef yeah uh which is a movie about food trucks that would be cool <laughs> yeah and then yeah. you could have drive little wooden meeple food trucks around <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's my find this guy idea i don't have any time to design board game but yeah <laughs> Okay, there's the question answered. Yeah. And that's it for tonight's episode. Mm-hmm. So thanks, everybody, for listening again. We really appreciate everybody listening. Yeah, thank uh, you. Feel free to reach us at uh, Instagram at 2Asians1Board, mm-hmm. Gmail, 2Asians1Board at gmail.com. Yes. Leave comments, follow, subscribe, leave us reviews. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's it. That's it for this week. And yeah. we'll catch you guys next time. Yeah, see you in the next one. Bye.